What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Jakeonomics Podcast, where we go behind the scenes and bring you exclusive interviews with CEOs of some of the most interesting up-and-coming companies, and of course, give you, the listeners, valuable investing news, information, and analysis. So sit back, relax, and let's make some stacks. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of Jakeonomics. Thank you for joining me once again. Today, I'm bringing you another exclusive interview. This time, we have Jack Nathan Health CEO George Barakat on the show, and it's a great one for you, so stay tuned. We've been on top of and ahead of the curve on several big gainers since the summer. One of which, of course, is CloudMD, ticker symbol DOC in Canada, and ticker symbol DOCRF over the counter. We recommended this one back at $0.84 cents on the channel, and I know a lot of you made a lot of money with that pick. Jack Nathan Health similarly exploded onto the scene recently going from $0.50 cents all the way to a high of $2.72 in a span of just a few weeks, and then has come crashing back down to the $1.20-$1.30 range. However, this is a company doing some really good things in the healthcare space, they've been around for a very long time, they're profitable, and although not your pure telehealth play like Doc or Well, for example, they do have a lot of growth potential. Now, I don't want to take up too much of your time here as this video will already be quite long, so... I'll let you guys be the judge. Let's get into the interview. Hey, George, can you hear me? Uh, I can now. Hold on. Let me see if I can, if you can see me. Perfect. I can't see you just yet. Okay, there we go. There we go. Now I can see you. Wonderful. I can even even see that beautiful background behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, What a pleasure. I I watched a few of your videos. Uh, You know, very good. Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think, you know, I, I think this whole telehealth space, along with the healthcare system, especially in Canada and worldwide, is is prime for disruption. So I think just just having a chance to sit down with you and kind of breaking down how JNH is going to to do that, I think is 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 a really interesting opportunity for me as well. And so I appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome to Jakeonomics. I'm sure we're gonna have a nice little uh Nice little interview today and, uh, you know, looking forward to it. <laughs> it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, George, uh, let's start off very simple. Let's just kind of break down how you got into, uh, you know, Jack Nathan Health in the first place. How did it all get started and what was your motivation behind it? Well, that's, a, that's actually a great story. Um, uh, for full disclosure, I've been a Walmart partner now for a better part of 26 years, even before mm-hmm. Jack Nathan. Uh, was formed, uh, you know, somewhere along the way, uh, I think it was around 2004, uh, myself and Mike Marcelletta, we uh, approached uh, Walmart with this idea to have medical clinics, which made sense. They only had 115 stores at the time in a thriving uh, pharmacy and OTC business, obviously, as well as their, their store business. And uh, they came back to us around 2005 and said, uh, so how much do you know about this? And we said, very little. So we proceeded to hire the um, Canadian Medical Association at the time to really get a robust education. And we were off to the races in 2006, opening up our first two sites in Burlington and Scarborough. 
Uh, roll the clock forward now. We have 76 sites in Canada and six in Mexico and growing quite rapidly at uh, breakneck speed over the next few years. Um, I mean, you know, we we had some years where we were opening 10, 15 clinics in a year within the Walmart and some grand openings, as many as seven on a single day. So we're no strangers to, you know, uh, expanding rather quickly in the brick and mortar space. You know, our, our principles and our uh, thought process have always been aligned with Walmart's. And that is, you know, the customer comes first. In our case, the patient slash customer comes first. Everything we do at Jack Nathan revolves around the patient experience. It even, you know, if you were to take it one step further, it perfectly aligns with our vision statement of growth, connectivity, and community. And just to elaborate on that, uh, which fits into our, our, our forward-moving expansion, growth through expansion within Walmart, and as well, we'll be looking at quite a few standalone uh, large-format hubs outside of Walmart. Um, uh, growth also through various acquisitions that we're looking at that we have in the pipe right now. Uh, connectivity, obviously, wrapping our arms around the entire healthcare vertical, uh, the patient acquisition base that we've uh, been accustomed uh, to date and so used to uh, pulling together. Today, we uh, have well over 2 million patients that come through our doors. Uh, how we make that patient experience even better is how we perceive technology. Um, and obviously, community. How do we get everybody to um, realize that by co-locating the Jack Nathan Health Medical Centers inside Walmart, how do we uh, provide that doctor of the future to inform patients of not just the best prescription, but the best diet, the best leisure activities, how we um, amalgamate product offerings that are advantageous, not just for algorithms provided on Facebook to buy the next spatula, but what's going to improve your life. So this is these are huge initiatives that uh, not just make up our core, but more importantly, um, guide us in a way to produce the not just the best patient outcomes, but the best patient experience. And you can only do that by aligning, um, in our opinion, the best practices of what uh, the Walmart experience provides, and that is the customer is number one, and what Jack Nathan's uh, initiatives are, and that's how do we become the best provider for those patients and align it with the customer experience. Absolutely. I think that's such a vital you know, a vital answer. And so you actually kind of answered one of my questions, which was, you know, you want to, an, you, you want to offer patient centric care. What does patient patient centric mean to Jack Nathan health? So you pretty much answered that. I love to hear that. Uh, I think, you know, that's where the world is headed. I think it's where it has to go. And, uh, and so it's, it's really nice to see that now well, we're on that trajectory roadmap. And I think if we were to, uh, uh, comprise it into one sentence, it would be our objectives are for everybody to live their best life. Mm -hmm. And coordinating that on the front end is the most important thing. Really, there's many companies um, in this space today and, and lots of respect for all of them, uh, all pulling in the same direction. Right. 
but what makes you, you know, what makes you different than the other ones is, is that you already have kind of a footprint and you have this amazing partnership with Walmart, right? So I think that's, that's, that's pretty crucial. Now, when the eventual vaccine rolls out, since we had the vaccine news, you know, there was a huge overreaction in the market, of course, as expected, you know, uh, s- switching gears to the vaccine, will you be offering the vaccine when it comes out? in your clinics? Well, you know, that's a great question. So we don't have any insight into the Canadian government plans, but what I'll say is, is today we have 76 clinics in six provinces and um, potentially uh, the roadmap to open up in every Walmart store within Canada and globally. Uh, As we proved, we're not just a Canadian company. We have open sites in Mexico. We have a rapid expansion plan. Um, and we are probably in the works to, uh, work with six other countries as an intersection point that Walmart operates in globally. Walmart operates in 26 countries, almost 16,000 stores. That's a great entry point, not just for, uh, patient capture for, but for delivery of healthcare. To answer your question, we are very much in, uh, prime position to administer everything from a COVID shot to what we do today, and that's our doctors provide flu shots. So it would be definitely a natural progression federally for the government to utilize uh, the Jack Nathan uh, health uh, network to uh, achieve those goals. Yeah, distribute and achieve those goals of vaccination when it becomes available. Great. And I think on a global uh, scale, you'll see that as we expand into thousands of locations, uh, it'll be a great conduit for any other pandemic that may hit that requires everything from vaccination to uh, maintenance. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're, we're bound to see another illness like this eventually. So mm-hmm. with you guys kind of expanding globally, I think you guys will be in, in, the, in, in the perfect position to do so. Now, with the recent uh, telehealth boom, you know, you guys went public very recently, uh, taking advantage of, you know, the, the market outlook, uh, as of late now, uh, in terms of your brick and mortar clinics though, how has that been affected during this time? Have you guys seen a big drop off? Has there been, you know, have you guys been struggling with those? No, actually not at all. I mean, there was an initial point in March when it was the height of the pandemic. Um, and we'll get into you know how we evolved our, our uh, telemedicine footprint. We've been in telemedicine for over two years, live in clinic in Markham and Cornwall uh, prior to this pandemic. So the pandemic height hit. Yes, we had a lot of doctors panicking, but every organization had a lot of doctors panicking because you know we're essential services. They weren't allowed to close. Um, they had to evolve. So you had different clinics that were closing their doors, seeing patients through the glass triaging them in the parking lot. But eventually, as the comfort level um, and the PPE and the understanding of the virus uh, matured, uh, clinics, you know, not just began to reopen, but began to normalize again. We still have a few clinics that are still choosing to triage and screen patients a little more rigorously. But for the most part, our entire ecosystem, whether seeing patients digitally or in person, has never closed. You know, we're essential services. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it just goes without saying. Yeah, of course. 
the most you know, important people, thing people you have gonna, is your health. <laughs> people are going to get sick, you know, and, and where are they going to go? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So uh, now you guys are profitable, right? Which is something that a lot of companies in the space cannot say, right? Mm-hmm. As of now. So um, for, for potential investors and investors that are currently invested in JNH, uh, what can you say to some of these people who are kind of saying out loud that, you know, this space is kind of getting a little bit crowded or that it's, you know, JNH is, you know, a telehealth company, which you guys aren't, you know, you have a, te- a telehealth branch, but it's not your whole company. So what would you say to those investors that are saying this, you know, not all of you can survive? What would you say to them? I would say, I, I think more people could get into the space. I mean, you've got great companies right now that are in the space from a technology standpoint that have really moved the needle. I mean, um, I've spoken to the leaders in both those organizations on several occasions. We all know each other. And, um, you know, a person told me a long time ago that healthcare is a team sport. Now, monetarily, when you're talking about a $253 billion healthcare vertical and in the United States over $4 trillion, I mean, there's a lot of room and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of money to go around talking about it from an investor standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think the consolidation is where it's going to be most effective for the patient in the future. Now, again, uh, you're absolutely correct. Our, our voire into telemedicine is not where those competitors have been to date, but we're moving at breakneck speed. We just hired a CTO, uh, Serge Cellini, uh, Cinelli. We've been working behind the scenes on some Oh, some amazing technology that's going to, again, make the patient experience uh, quite a quite more significantly mm. appealing. So I'm you're, touch- you're, pe- you're peaking my intrigue now. I know. So, so <laughs> just to touch on that a little bit, yeah. and I can't can't let too many too much of the cat out of the bag at this point. But what I, sure. what I will say what I will say is this: is we have a responsibility to our patients as well as our physicians. So on the patient side, imagine that it was so simplistic for you as a patient, not just to schedule an appointment vis-a-vis a brick and mortar appointment at a site or a telemedicine digital appointment uh, with the doctor of your choice or your family physician. But more importantly, um, your, your intake, your patient file and what you input into uh, the upfront uh, communication piece that we're working on. And that aligns you obvious uh, as well with products and services that allow you to live your best life. It's the most important thing for Jack Nathan is how do we evolve the simple, hi, nice to meet you into the most compelling experience for you to take care of yourself, a chronic disease, to take care of a pre-existing condition. And how do you actually evolve that into taking care of a loved one? Uh, that's in your family that might require care by utilizing technology, not just as a connection point, but to help you and your family ultimately live their best life. Now, from the doctor side, where there's an enormous responsibility and now for technology because it provides safety in interactions between the doctor and the patient, which is compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to make sure that we're driving healthcare costs down because as when you look at the population now, that's going to need further care back to the point of how do we now develop the technology? So it's 
uh, more comprehensive for you, your family, and what is associated with your healthcare needs. And that could be products, dietary supplements, grocery available at the retailer point where we're obviously have our, our largest in there. Walmart. We're in there. Right. And more importantly, our, our thought process, our pillars of integrity are aligned. And that is the customer can hire and fire you just like the patient can. So it's in our coalesced best interest for us in the retailer to align on the patient customer experience. Does that make sense? So yeah, picture, absolutely. picture that world now where you're looking after yourself, your pre-existing conditions, you're making sure that everything on the front end of that piece is connected to the patient, the retailer. Now, along the way, seven to 10 years from now, what we're gonna experience is this massive um, expense to healthcare because the aging population. So healthcare costs are gonna increase, which means that if you're the doctor, and you've got an increased cost in, let's say, technology or administration, and yet your your fees are going to be reduced because how else is the government going to reduce the cost? <laughs> yep. <laughs> how do you now create an ecosystem where it's the um, the best ecosystem, which supports the doctor but drives the costs out of healthcare, so it lessens the blow once that once that cost of healthcare increases. So that's, that's kind of how we see the future at Jack Nathan Health is, you know, building out the entire ecosystem patient-centric and monetizing the patient-centric environment in conjunction with the retailer. So it drives the costs out of healthcare to the doctors. Okay. Okay. I, I, I mean, that, I think that makes perfect sense. I think that vision is something that people can get behind. And it's something that mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense for the future, especially like you said, with the, with the boomer population, you know, they're, they're aging and we're, you know, they're not getting any younger. So that's good. Good. Let's, uh, let's move on to, uh, to your Mexico, to, to Mexico. So you launched the telemedicine service in Mexico a couple weeks back. I think it was three or four weeks back. And um, I just kind of wanted to know how the reception of that has been so far and, and what's been the results so far. It's been amazing. I mean, you're talking about a country where, first off, um, you know, we're very fortunate in Canada and North America, to, the quality of healthcare uh, that we've enjoyed over the years, um, where you can see a doctor anywhere and now digitally anywhere. Um, Mexico, uh, traditional healthcare has never been uh, of that quality. Jack Nathan Health, from a brick and mortar standpoint, has already increased the level of consistency in Mexico with our uh, few sites that we've opened up, our six locations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fast track forward, the opportunity in Mexico right now is uh, there's almost 3,000 stores. Yeah, Uh, 2,500 if I'm I'm not mistaken. 1,450. We've already identified 1,450 opportunities. Wow. To expand into. And I can't can't get into too many numbers or how that rollout's going to look. But what that means is that when you look at Central America and South America as a whole, where they have the same language um, uh, that they speak, and we've launched telemedicine that's already in Espanol um, yeah. right now, and, and I'll go back to our how our telemedicine strategy evolved in Canada today, our Canadian telemedicine um, service exists already on walmart.ca when you go into the health tab. Mm-hmm. So now we've launched telemedicine in Mexico, and 
um, I can see that being on the Walmart Mexico site as well. So right. the affliction point or the infection point is going to be not how people are going to use it or how many people are going to utilize it. It may be the only game in town. I love it. So I you're talking it. about, and, and Mexico's a big country, what is it, 78 million people Massive. or something? Like that? Now you've got a lot of more rural areas than you would expect to even understand if you were to compare it to Canada. Most places you, you wouldn't even fathom trying to get a doctor in some of these small towns. So mm-hmm. you can just imagine how that digital outreach is going to be welcomed. Now it's really about education, how to use it and simplicity. We had to construct it with several different tools and because the Mexico, uh, the Mexican landscape for um, healthcare is far different than, than Canadian. It's more about cash and uh, very little government insurance and and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything that you do, whether it's brick and mortar or digital health, you have to really oversimplify, you know, click a button, pay here, a doctor will send you back. It, it's, it, it will get to the point where we can add all these specialist tools to telemedicine like we're looking at today. How do we get on mental health? How do we get on a dietitian? How do we make sure that digital experience isn't just used as the front end, but also how does it enhance you as a patient coming into a Jack Nathan Health Center and having a referral instantly? to a specialist in another room where it's not come back, you know, Tuesday or Mm -hmm. Thursday, or here's a referral slip. You have to make another appointment. It's you're in, you have everything. uh, You have everything there. Yeah. And you know, a a great example of that. I don't know if you know, uh, about a year ago, we opened up uh, in Vaughan, Ontario, at highway seven and 27, our first large format medical center inside Walmart. It was 8,270 square feet around there. It uh, contains family physicians, walk-in physicians, uh, medically uh, medically uh, build weight loss. It also has a complete blood lab uh, with Dynacare in there. We had chronic pain management, physiotherapy, and dietitians in there. I mean, you literally walk into that space. You have your entire um, entire uh, healthcare service. Uh, that would be required that day um, referred to by the physician. And you can rest assured that every one of those services are going to provide an instant same day referral. So you leave. You've that done center, everything. That's <laughs> and you've done everything. Uh, there's, yeah. there's an equivalent we call it to, you ever heard of MedCan? Yes, and, I have. Okay. So that we designed it to be MedCan for the masses, okay. right? It's, okay. It shouldn't only be available to corporate health. We want healthcare to be available everybody globally and quality. You know, it's very awesome. important that we keep the patient at the forefront here for us. And how can we get them to do more with less time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that all kind of goes in with your ecosystem, right? So I think, I think that's great. I think, uh, and, and it seems like you guys are really focused on, you know, the prevention and lifestyle side of things as well, and not just, you know, prescription. And of course that's a part of it, but it's not your focus if, if I'm understanding correctly. Well, it's not our focus and it's not our partner's focus as well. I mean, prescriptions yeah. are a big part of uh, revenue stream for the pharmacy, but mm-hmm. you know what it's, it's grocery is as well. Uh, yeah. Over the counter is as well. Lifestyle is as well. If if you were to look at yourself today as a patient in of today's day and age compared to 
you know, long ago. Long ago, you'd say, give me a pill and, and you know, I'm good. Today, <laughs> Unfortunately, everybody, yeah. Everybody's Dr. Google. We're trying to figure out what better food to eat, what exercise is going to help us, what, you know, something over the counter, not necessarily uh, prescription based is going to uh, allow us to live our best life. There's a combination of, of important factors these days that contribute to better healthy outcomes. And we can all agree on that. That's why it's so compelling to have the entire healthcare vertical in one space or as many offerings that you can, so you can get a more well-rounded approach to bettering your health care and improving your healthy outcomes. Very, very important. Cool. So uh, let's talk about a further out vision. Let's say five years from now or even 10 years from now. What do you, what do you kind of see happening for J&H? Ooh, you want some secret sauce now, eh? I kind of okay. want some secret sauce. I, I want to I feed some secret sauce to my viewers a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, I had an interview yesterday, actually, and, and all I could say oh, is, okay. hang on to your hat. The best is yet to come. I'll tell you why. Uh, mm-hmm. We're in prime position to open up several other countries within Walmart. As I mentioned earlier in the interview, so we'll go backwards, forwards. That is an entry point on a global scale for us. We're going to be opening up several sites within Walmart globally and nationally. We are going to be opening up uh, standalone centers that are going to be outside of Walmart at uh, shortly. We are so going it's, to- it's own, its own buildings, just to clarify? That's right. That's right. Okay. We are gonna be wrapping our arms around technology uh, mm-hmm. like no other company has and no other company will because the, the, the fact that, um, and again, I, I have m- so much respect for uh, the other partners, the other players in this vertical because we're all trying to achieve the same goal and that's patient acquisition capture so that they can, so that a patient or a customer or consumer can, re- can help themselves have better patient outcomes and realize a better life. Mm-hmm. The, the difference between us and everybody else is we already have the patient capture, right? We have them in our ecosystem. When you're already servicing over 2 million patients, um, you really can add more services and quality, um, quality healthcare uh, practices that are truly going to make that a more well-rounded healthcare experience. So imagine that duplicated and wherever we launch it, that entire program, whether it be Mexico or I can't give you the other names because I'm trying to, <laughs> you're not sure yet. That's all good. Well, it's not that I'm not sure. I, I, you're I not sure about tell. you're not sure about feeding us I, the information I, I, yet. I think, I think I'm giving you a lot. So I, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But, but yeah, here's the thing. Is it unrealistic for Jack Nathan to be opening up thousands of clinics? No. Is it unrealistic for Jack Nathan Health to be in over 10 countries in the next five years? No. Mm -hmm. Is it unrealistic for us to have probably one of the most consistent quality healthcare experiences globally? Let me guess. No. No, no. And solve one of the most most, um, sought after riddles. And I think that in partnership with Walmart, we feel very fortunate because they are a global company. So imagine having all of these countries open. What's really that, that, that item that everyone's been trying to wrap their arms around, and that's a shared medical record environment so that you and your family could travel anywhere globally and your, have your health record literally pulled up, translated. Your son or daughter gets sick or your mom, you have detailed information about what prescriptions you've had so the doctor isn't 
misprescribing you in a different language, not understanding what could be mm-hmm. affecting you. I mean, these are these are enormous uh, roadmaps and tracks that are only available uh, when you have that kind of uh, patient acquisition right from yeah. the brick and mortar and you're literally playing in a global environment. You're not looking at how do I capture that patient? You're already getting them and you're getting their families. Yeah. I think that's, that's like a, that just opened up a whole new can of worms, you know, the whole <laughs> global uh, patient EMR kind of aspect to it. Um, yeah. I think that I, <laughs> I don't know how far off we are from that or, or, or for, you know, for you guys specifically, but um, I definitely see that as something to strive towards. So I think the fact that you're even kind of saying this right now, I think is, is a major selling point for many potential investors. So thank you for sharing that. We're, we're, a, lot uh, closer. we're a lot closer than you think. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good to know. Um, all right. So, so speaking of, of scalability, I mean, you said you don't want to mention specific countries. Uh, you know, I, I did see that you, you, Europe is a part of it. I don't know which countries, but Europe is a part of it. China may be down the road. Is that correct as well? China, we already have a signed deal in because of obviously the geopolitical landscape. We've had to take mm-hmm. a little bit of a pause, um, but we're, we could move at breakneck speed in China on technology, on, yeah. uh, sites, uh, uh, anytime, you know, that we want to re-engage. Um, really, again, if, if you look at what the growth opportunities are, just open up Walmart World's website everywhere from, you know, any one of the 26 countries, and um, you'd understand where um, where our head is at and where our partner's head is at, our, our global retailer, and how to move the needle. At the first time, I think Walmart is really making huge investments into healthcare. Yeah, it's apparent, obviously, through our partnership, but more importantly, um, their mandate. And their mandate is to do the right thing. And healthcare is the right thing for the future for their customer. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So sure. you guys are partnered with Walmart. Everything's going really well. Sure. Now, let's look at the worst possible case scenario. And let's say, you know, something happens between you and you guys, you know, and your partnership, how does that affect JNH? And how would you as the CEO of the company uh, navigate through this? Well, you know, it's, it's a great question. And we get asked it all the time. What, how I would answer it is like this. I've been a partner at Walmart's for 26 years. We have Mm -hmm. a 14 year standing relationship and, it's beyond symbiotic. So I'll give you an example. Yeah, you hear the term allied health that's thrown around there a lot. Yeah. So when we open up a medical clinic, allied health to us means how do we hold hands with the store? Walmart has many licensees from McDonald's to Tim Hortons to nail salons inside the front of their locations. But we're tasked with a much, uh, much more uh, deeper commitment. And when we, prior to launching any one of our sites, are our objective in our allied health program is literally to um, have meetings prior to opening quarterly and sometimes yearly on how we get the store manager, the pharmacy manager, the clinic operator, the physicians, the pharmacy manager, all into a room. And then we transcend those meetings down to every associate. Walmart has between 
200. And so they're all on the same page. And so the associates are on the same page and what it means to have a healthcare vertical inside the store. Um, Walmart has between 200 and 500 associates per store, which are advocates of everything to do with healthcare, health and beauty, healthcare, pharmacy, doctors. Um, Walmart also rotates about the entire population of Canada in their entire ecosystem every 30 days. So, you know, our footprint as we layer in more expansion is just going to mean we're going to have more customers slash patients that are going to be interested in improving their healthy outcomes through our partnership and our association with Walmart. We're still here today. We're the only ones doing it in Canada with them um, and in Mexico and in, in other um, countries. So I think that, I, I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm not very, I'm not very fearful of where we're going from, you know, uh, with, with Walmart at all. Yeah. Good. Neither am I. I mean, from what I've seen, neither am I, I just, you know, I think it's an important question to ask and I think a lot of people might be interested in the answer. So good, good to know. Yeah. We're, um, we're actually, we're in a, we're in a very fortunate position and, and here's the thing. It's not just that we're attached to them or they're attached to us. Our vision is so aligned, you know, in how do we benefit the consumer, right? Uh By us holding hands that it's almost inseparable. Good, good. Like beyond symbiotic is what you said, right? So I I like that. I like that term. Uh, let's, let's, Let's shift gears to revenue. Now, right now, revenue per location is around 100K. Uh, as you start building larger versions of the clinics more and more, uh, what is your target goal for revenue per clinic? Let's say, you know what, this I can take to, because this is part of our growth strategy. So Mm -hmm. aside from the revenue buckets today that we, uh, enjoy, which is stable revenue. And I think you touched on that earlier when you said, unlike, um, others were actually profitable. We've been profitable since day one just so everyone knows. This is not by accident, okay? Mm-hmm. We, we really pride ourselves on providing value to our physicians today. So a lot of our physicians are license arrangements and we realize a consistent revenue stream every month uh, with very little cost. Now, roll the clock forward as we expand into more sites in Walmart or standalone or globally, and, and we've already tested this. So today in Canada, uh, we license our to our physicians. But in Mexico, we're 100% in practice management. The doctors there are part of our ecosystem, okay? We're moving to that ecosystem in Canada as well of practice management. So what does that mean? It's between a 10 to 20 time increase in revenue from where our current state is. Wow. And so if you can look at our growth strategy, yeah, it's huge. So if you look at our growth strategy forward, you can bank on uh, multiples increasing uh, probably 200 to 400%. Nice. Yeah, it's huge. Uh, that's, uh, that's yeah. music to my ears. <laughs> so I said, uh, hold on to your hat. You're going to see a lot, a lot of cool stuff coming out. Great. I'm very much looking forward to it. So now let's talk about the actual stock. So you guys started off at like 30 cents, if I'm not mistaken, and just a few, and that was just, you know, maybe like a month ago, 50 cents, 50 cents. Okay. I think it was 50 cents when it came, yeah, when it came out of the gate. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Uh, anyway, since then we saw the stock run up to like the 260 range and then, you know, it was just crazy FOMO happening and, you know, everyone was like, oh, tele- new telehealth company, let's jump in. And then obviously we yeah. saw a big, we, we saw a big pullback all the way to like the 120 range. Uh, then we saw, you know, we, we went back to like the 150, 160, and now we're in the 120, 130 range at these levels. What do you think? about the stock at these levels? Do you think that you guys are undervalued, overvalued, or fair value based on right now? Um, based on where you're at right now. Just give me one where we're at right now. So yeah. I think that um, it's been a wild ride, I got to say. You know, we came out of the gate. Um, it's been incredible. I think that um, when we look at uh, where we're going, I can't control what the stock market does. Course. Um, I think I think that um, I'm very bullish on our company. I mean, I own probably 30% of the company and Mike does as well. And if you look at my uh, CDI, I buy stock uh, consistently of my own stock, you know, yeah. having, and no intention on selling a share because I know where this company is going. I have a firm understanding of where we are and we're not even close to achieving where we should be. Uh, but what I do know, and again, alliterate this through our symbiotic relationship with Walmart and our customer base is sky's the limit on a global level. Very cool. It's always nice to, to have a CEO and to have people in the company that are so dedicated to not only the mission, but are, are you know, putting their butts on the line for, for lack of better sense, for lack of better uh, term. So that's great. Um, all right. And what about, what about people that bought, you know, for those who are unfortunate and, you know, bought at the 250 or 260 range, what would you say to them to kind of keep them? Um, I, I know obviously everything you've said so far is, is extremely bullish and is, has painted a really beautiful picture for where the company could be. But in the, in the short term, what could you say to these people that are these investors that are, you know, debating whether to give up or not, based on, you know, how long it will take to scale. So, you know what, um, you know, I think that, um, I would say, hang on. I mean, listen, we're, we're the real deal. We're a company that has, uh, excellent revenue opportunities. Uh, we have, you know, excellent profitability already. Uh, where we go from here is going to be a function of how we develop our teams. Um, I often use the analogy of, you know, look, having this public forum and uh, access to public funds has just put a lot of our digital. I would say that uh, we're in a much better position now that we are a public company to expand quite rapidly. So I think that when you look at a stock coming out of the gate and rising to those levels and now, uh, curving back a bit, I think it's just a natural progression. I think that our stock is definitely, in my opinion, undervalued. Okay. So I would like to just yeah, expl- express that message. Look, guys, uh, the best is yet to come. Um, 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 if anything, look at what we've done, what we've accomplished to date. Look at our partnership. Look at um, what our roadmap looks like. And then come back and say, wow, this is a solid company. 
<laughs> Perfect. I think that I think that's a very important point to drive home, and it's one that I try and drive home a lot as well because you know people are are so impatient, right? People are so impatient if they don't see re- results right away, and it's it's like you know try and see the whole vision, try and see the big picture. And with J and H, I personally I can definitely see the big picture, and I'm trying to share that with everybody. So and you because, know we you know like, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it's, it's uh, you know, let, let's go, all get onto this ride together and we all have the same vision, the same goal. So, and, and you're the, you're the, the captain of the ship. <laughs> so, for, all right. Well, I, I appreciate that. And you know what? We have, we have so much more to do. Um, guys, like I said, I can only say, look, um, keep an eye on us. I think you're going to be very, very pleased. Okay. Perfect. So thank you for sharing everything that you've shared so far. Thank you for spending all your time, uh, with us today. Is there anything that you wanted to add or anything important that you wanted to say, anything that you wanted to plug in? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, go to our website at www.jacknathanhealth.com. Have a look at our corporate structure, our company. Um, you can hear more about, um, you know, our vision, specifically my vision. I have a, a podcast on that uh, on our website called On, on Call with George. Uh, you can also get a good uh, feel of the founders. I think our last episode, myself, I interviewed my business partner, Mike Marcelletta. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I would urge you to do as much homework as you can on us. Uh, realize that you're, you're buying an excellent company. And more importantly, uh, we are hyper-focused on creating the best patient experience globally. Perfect. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your message. Thank you for coming on once again. It was a pleasure to meet you, George. Uh, Hopefully we'll have you on again sometime. And uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for, for, for me and uh, wish you all the best today. And with the company, we'll be keeping an eye on you guys. (laughs) Thank you so much. Okay. Pleasure. Anytime. All right. Thanks a lot, George. You bet. Bye-bye. All right, so lots to take in after this interview. I hope that this was insightful and gave you guys a better understanding of J&H as well as the massive growth opportunities it has, not only in North America, but globally as well. So that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. And if you want more content like this, I got plenty more coming your way on the Jakeonomics podcast, so do keep it locked. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube channel. There's lots of valuable weekly content there. Until next time, take care and invest smart.